Hi, I'm Alan. And I'm Alexis. We had five kids in seven years. People think we're crazy, and sometimes we think they might be right. But most of the time, we love it. We hope this is a place where you can learn to be a better parent, but without taking yourself too seriously. Whether you're a new parent or have a few years under your belt, we hope you can find something new to think about. Or laugh about. After all, this is Parenting in Real Life. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 103 of Parenting in Real Life. Now, if you listened to our episode last week, then you heard that we are sharing Christmas stories for the month of December, and these are some of the favorite Christmas stories that we have. And if you haven't listened to that one, go back and listen to Sam's Christmas Wish that Alan reads. It is a tearjerker. It is so good. just makes you feel so happy. So make sure you listen to that one. And it is family friendly. We are reading children's books. So definitely listen to it as a family as you are going around to all the many activities that happen in December. So this week's story is called Christmas from Heaven, the true story of the Berlin Candy Bomber. So I'm going to be reading this story to you today. So I hope you enjoy it. On Christmas Eve, 1948, somewhere between Weisbaden and Berlin, a 27-year-old American pilot gazed into the night sky. The heavens were so full of stars, it seemed they would overflow and tumble to earth in a brilliant display of Christmas generosity and joy. Hal, as he was known to his crew, wrapped his hands around the yoke of his C-54 cargo plane packed with 20,000 pounds of flour. This is the real spirit of Christmas, he thought to himself, as he guided his plane toward a Tempelhof air base in West Berlin. When World War II had ended three years earlier, Germany and its capital city were divided between the Western Allies and the Soviet Union. Then, in a grab for power, Stalin blocked ground transportation into the city. To preserve freedom and keep two and a half million West Berliners from starving, the United States and Britain began transporting food and other basic supplies by air. Howe was one of hundreds of Americans who participated in the historic Berlin airlift dubbed Operation Vittles. That snowy Christmas Eve, as Howe radioed for clearance to land, his mind wandered back six months to the day that had changed his life. He had been standing at the end of the Tempelhof runway, taking home movies of arriving planes when he noticed about 30 children on a grassy strip just beyond a barbed wire fence. In broken English, they asked about the planes, how much flour each one carried, and whether the airlift would continue. Although the children had been on meager rations, they were more concerned about freedom than with flour. They wanted what Hal had always had, the opportunity to pursue their dreams. For nearly an hour, Hal answered their questions before saying goodbye. As he turned away, one question lingered in his mind. What makes these kids different? All over the world, children were known to beg for candy from American servicemen. These children had little to eat and no candy at all, yet they were grateful for what the airlift had given them and asked for nothing. Their gratitude melted Hal's heart. Instinctively, he wanted to give something back. Digging into his pockets, he found only two sticks of gum. From little things come big things, his father used to say. A broad smile crossed Hal's boyish face. Giving so little to so many could cause a squabble, he reasoned, but a quiet voice within him urged him on. Hal broke the gum into four pieces and passed it through the fence. Without a word, the four children tore the gum wrappers into strips and passed them to the others. One by one, each small nose was pressed to the paper, breathing in the minty smell. Never had he seen such expressions of joy and wonder, even at Christmas. As Hal watched in amazement, his mind raced. If only I had more to give, he thought. He had his own rations of gum and chocolate. Maybe his buddies would be willing to donate theirs. Just then, another C-54 roared over his head, an idea formed in his mind. 
I could drop candy from the air, he said to himself. He quickly explained his plan to the children. When they asked how to recognize his plane, he remembered flying over the family farm back home. I'll wiggle my wings, he announced, spreading his long arms and waving them up and down. The children giggled with delight. Just promise me you'll share the candy, he said. All heads nodded in agreement. By the next day, Hal had secretly enlisted his crew to donate their rations and make parachutes from handkerchiefs. As Hal's plane approached the runway and the grass came into view, he wiggled his wings, and a knot of waiting children exploded, running and jumping in the air. With the precision of bombardiers, the airmen pushed the candy out the flare chute, and white canopies floated to earth. Thirty children ran with open arms to catch the treasures. Hal and his buddies were as excited as the children. The thrill of giving was irresistible. Soon they were dropping parachutes every day, hundreds of them. The press caught on and reports went out. Mail for Uncle Wiggly Wings began piling up at base operations. Hal found himself standing before his superior expecting to be court-martialed, but the colonel surprised him. Halverson, he said, General Tunner thinks it's a good idea. Soon hundreds of airmen were donating rations. Operation Little Vittles quickly captured the imagination of people everywhere. Candy and handkerchiefs poured in from around the world. Hal became known as the Candy Bomber and the Chocolate Pilot. Across West Berlin, children gathered to catch the parachutes and share the candy with each other, and they sent hundreds of thank you letters, like one addressed to Dear Uncle of the Heaven. Some included maps and instructions. Fly along the big canal to the second bridge. Turn right one block. I live in the bombed-out house on the corner. I'll be in the backyard every day at 2 p.m. Drop the chocolate there. Day by day, the parachutes brought peace and candy renewed hope. The children made friends of their former enemies, and their parents' hearts were softened. The wounds of war began to heal. By December, the Little Vittles operation had gathered 18 tons of candy from American candy makers, and three more tons came in from private donors. The spirit of Christmas was descending on people everywhere, lifting them up in the joy of giving. That Christmas Eve, the 27-year-old American pilot blinked back tears. The stars overhead could not be more beautiful than skies overflowing with parachutes, tumbling to earth in a brilliant display of Christmas generosity and joy. His father was right. From little things come big things. Hal and his cockpit pulled back on the yoke as his wheels rolled onto the familiar runway. This is the real spirit of Christmas, to give whatever we have, no matter how small the gift. In that moment, Hal Halverson prayed for the courage to never give anything less. I love this story because it's based on a true story about Colonel Gail S. Halverson, who's from Utah. And I'll put the link in the show notes of where you can find this book so that you can read it with your family year after year if you'd like to. I love sharing, especially the true stories. It gives us hope and motivation of things that we can do throughout the Christmas season ourselves. So I hope that you are also finding time to give this holiday season. And I love this, that it was just a small thing, like a little piece of gum or a piece of candy. If that's what you can give, that is just what God wants you to give. It's just something small, something that will make someone else's day bright. So... I hope that as you listen to this story, that it might inspire you or your family in a way that you can give to somebody else's Christmas. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week for our next story. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Alexis, thanks for your great research and your amazing editing. And Alan, thanks for showing up. Happy to help. You can follow us on Instagram at Alexis Tanner Lane or find us on our website at alexistannerlane.com. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, make sure to tell a friend. That's the best way for people to find out about our podcast. And if you haven't already, give us a rating.
And as always, a special thanks to our five kids for being kids.